pack of Avalon cigarettes, please. Yes, sir. Oh, just a moment, sir. Don't forget your change. You'd never guess, but Avalon's cost you less. So why not always travel on with Good evening, friends. Good evening. This is Del King saying welcome to Avalon Time with Kirk Massey, Edna Stilwell, Jeanette, the Avalon Chorus, Bob Strong and his orchestra, and Red Skelton. The orchestra opens the program with, well, all right. gentlemen, facts prove that every day, more and more people are switching to Avalon cigarettes. And it's little wonder. Avalons are entirely new and different. A cigarette value you could never get before. They're quality cigarettes that cost less. Three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. Now, don't think lightly of those pennies. The consistent and repeated saving of three to five cents on every pack you smoke will net you many, many extra dollars every year. And remember this. Avalons are packed tight. They burn slow and even. You have but to try them to convince yourself that they are a superior quality cigarette. When you can get this unsurpassed quality in union-made Avalons for three to five cents less, why pay more? The next time, ask for Avalons and save the difference. man in radio who uses blanks when he shoots off his mouth, <laughs> Red Skelton. Thank you very much and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what you say about me, Dell. I feel great tonight. I was out at Arlington Park Racetrack today and I cleaned up. What I mean, I cleaned up. Yeah. I saw you doing your laundry between races. <laughs> But, Red, you know, you look awfully tired tonight. Yeah, well, that racetrack really tired me out. I was standing over a hot tip all day. Uh, what tip did you have? Johnstown. Good yeah, horse. But Shaladon <laughs> won. Yeah, I know, but he tricked Johnstown. They were coming down the stretch neck to neck, see? So, Shaladon? Shaladon, he says to Johnstown, he says, Would you mind dropping back and see if my girdle's straight? <laughs> Oh, I love those horses. Though I pick, I do. I pick them. The first horse I picked was a horse named Indigestion. <laughs> Way ahead of me back then. <laughs> the first horse I bet on was a horse named Indigestion. He's a cute thing. <laughs> Now, the only way they could get him to run was to have him to chase a big box of bicarbonate of soda. 
It was a radio fan, the horse was. After the race had started, the horse turned to the jockey and then looked up in the grandstand and he said, Don't forget, folks, we'll be back with you next week at the same time. <laughs> the uh, horse was a pip, though. It was sway back. He was so sway back, in the middle of the race, the jockey stumbled. <laughs> I won't stumble on that one myself. <laughs> the horse had nice legs, though. Even if they were a little knock-kneed. <laughs> a little knock-kneed. That horse was so knock-kneed, before he could take a step, the right knee called out signal. <laughs> what a joke. On the way back to the stables, he got picked up by the orphans of the Stor- Storm Society. <laughs> well, I messed that one up. <laughs> I had a little trouble after the third race, though. I had a hole in my pocket... And when I wasn't looking, some guy came up, stuck his hand in my pocket, and stole my shorts. <laughs> my uncle was there, you know, the one that drinks all the time. I won't say he was drinking today, but the last I saw him, he was running around the track with a saddle on his back, yelling for the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Did he embarrass me? No kidding. After the fourth race, they presented a big cup to the winner, and my uncle was in it. <laughs> Well, the way he was hanging over the sides, he looked like he was poured in and forgot to say when. <laughs> I really had a swell time at the racetrack, though. I was sorry I didn't get a chance to bet on a certain horse. A horse named Dizzy Dean. I didn't get a bet on Dizzy. It was scratched. <laughs> well, I think I've been galloping around here long enough, so I'll turn the track over to Bob Strong and his musical Blue Bloods, who will play to you. Go ahead, Bob. Hit it, fellas.
That was a theme song to you from the opera Nurse. <laughs> Played by Bob Strong, his Flop House 15. <laughs> we call him the Flop House 15 because he favors the quarter rest. <laughs> no, that was really swell, Bob. But I still don't believe your trumpet player uh, gets fan mail from Gabriel. Oh, no? Why do you think they wrote that song, And the Angels Swing? Uh, and the Angels Swing. <laughs> Oh, the devil's with you tonight, Graham. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be telling me that you wrote a song called Swing Low, Sweet Jitter Buggy. Hey, Red, Red. Red. Why don't you leave the music department to Bob? Because I know more about music than he does. Why? Because you've got a sharp nose and flat feet? Yeah. <laughs> That's Roger, the fiddle player. Good evening, my so-so virtuoso. <laughs> Say, you know, I don't know why you always get so smart around here on Saturday nights. I used to play fiddle, too. I played by ears. I'd have been a success, but for one thing. What's that? His ears got caught in the string. Yeah. <laughs> Say, how are you tonight, isn't it? Say, I like your hat. Thanks. Looks like two chickens fighting in a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Edna. I like it. Thanks, Bob. By the way, what are you doing tonight? Nothing exciting. Oh, a date with Red? Yeah. <laughs> Now, that's enough. I'm going to settle this once and for all. Now, look, and I've been wanting to ask you something for a long time. That is, uh, would you, uh, well, could you, well, uh, oh, gee. If a certain girl, if I were to ask a certain girl to marry me, you think she would? Well, don't ask me. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know why you're so crazy about Bob Strong. He's too pretty. <laughs> guy's got so many wavings here, every time he comes it, he gets seasick. <laughs> oh, don't take it so hard, Red. Say, uh, you know, I just happened to think about something. You had a birthday this week, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Why'd you ask, Del? Well, I just wanted to be sure. I didn't know whether it was this week or next week that I'd planned not to buy you a present. <laughs> oh, well, Edna didn't forget it was my birthday. She baked me a cake. She did? Why? Well, I didn't know she could cook. Oh, is she a cook? My uncle took a piece of it home to sleep on it, you know, and make a wish. Yeah. Well, he put the cake under his pillow, dived in bed, and got a fractured skull. <laughs> hey, Skelton, what sign of the Zodiac were you born under? Capricorn? Yeah. <laughs> no, Roger, I was born under the sign of Cancer the Crab and over the sign of Louis the Butcher. <laughs> hey, I'll bet I know what sign you were born under, Roger. Yeah? What? Mickey, the Finn. <laughs> oh, say, I forgot to tell you fellas some terrific news. I got a telegram on my birthday from a lawyer telling me that my long-lost uncle had willed me a hotel up in the mountains. Oh, that's swell. Yeah. Your uncle? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No, O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the... <laughs> Anyhow, the wire says I got to come up right away and take the place over. Say, Red, that reminds me. Weren't you the social director at a summer hotel in a picture called uh, Having a Wonderful Time? Yeah, that's right, Del. It was about, let's see, one year, no, two. Listen, when was that picture released? Released? I heard it escaped. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's not so, now. I worked opposite Ginger Rogers. Yeah, she worked on one side of the room and you worked on the other. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's not so either. Uh, what was the uh, picture about, Red? Well, it was one of those love triangles. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. was nuts about Ginger. I was nuts about Ginger. And Ginger was nuts about Sunday. As a fiddler, I give that joke one bell. 
bad you gave me that. It could have been a Nobel Prize. <laughs> well, good morning. I will jump my car and go up to my mountain hotel. <laughs> Say, that lawyer's going to turn the place over to me when I get there. Say, I can't help but think of it. This thing will have a place where people can come and get a little sun and air. A little sun and air? Yeah. What is it, a hotel or a hospital? It's, <laughs> it's time for Jeanette to sing. <laughs> Than words can say. If I didn't care, would I feel this way? If this isn't love, then maybe I'm wrong. But why do I lie awake all night and dream all day long? didn't care, would it be the same, would my every prayer begin and end with just your name, and would I be sure that this is love beyond compare, would all this be true if I didn't care for you? And would I be sure that this is love beyond compare? Would all this be true if I didn't care Follow Red Skelton and Edna up into the mountains where Red has gone to claim the summer hotel left to him by his late uncle. There they are now, just pulling up in front of the hotel. Can't you keep this thing in the middle of the road? No, I washed it today and can't do a thing with it. Well, here she is. Say, look at it. It looks like a real Swiss chalet. Say, you'd think we were up in the Alps. Boy, isn't this lovely? Notice the Swiss air about it. Well, if you ask me, it's more like Limburger. Yeah. Oh, look over there. Two deer. Those are cows, you dope. Well, that's what I was going to say. Look at those two dear little cows. <laughs> look, a white cow for milk and a brown cow for coffee. Here comes somebody that looks like a bellboy. Yeah. Hey, say, fellow, will you take the... Are you the bellboy? Well, I ain't a gong buster. <laughs> He's a bellboy. Say, what job will you have next? Oh, good heavens, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm just a jerk of all trades. <laughs> well, come on in, Mr. Skeleton. Okay. Come on, Edna. Say, is this hotel run on the American plan or the European plan, Hunky? Oh, it must be the European plan, because there's always somebody fighting in the corridor. <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you like being a bellhop, Herky? Well, to tell the truth, Miss Stillwell, it'd be just ripping if they'd ever get around to tipping. <laughs> what, no tips? Oh, my gracious, no. The only time I get any tips is when I go in the dining room and order asparagus. <laughs> well, I've come to take over this place, Herky. Say, have you seen anything of a lawyer around here? A lawyer? Oh, good heavens! That must be that strange creature in the high silk hat. He talks so much, I'm afraid he's going to bust a habeas car puzzle. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, there's somebody on the top floor ringing for an elevator. I have to go up and bring him down. Uh, are you the elevator boy, too? Say, there's no elevator in this hotel. Well, I can play piggyback, can't I? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Herky. Well, I'll take over behind desk. Let's see, Edna, I say, you be the chambermaid. <laughs> Well, uh, good afternoon. This is Chalet Cafe on the Bald Eagle Knob. Bald Eagle uh, on the... <laughs> well, let it go. Uh, what's that? You'd like a reservation if what? Oh, positively. We have a bathroom right on the premises. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is... <laughs> this is the kind of a hotel I've always wanted. Ivy creeping up the walls and rumors creeping down the fire escape. Oh, here comes the guest. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to uh, Chalet to Pay. Oh, good. I'd like a nice room. <laughs> like a room by the lake? Yes, so, by the week. <laughs> you see, I was just made a president of a big concern, and I, I got a bottle of champagne that I want to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, uh, Here's the key to 505. I'll have the boy to take your bag out. Take your bag out. Say, uh, would you like to have the... <laughs> what do you do? Stay home all week and figure those things out? Say, would you like to have a bellboy to call you in the morning? No, I always get up early. Well, then would you mind calling the bellboy? I mean... <laughs> Say, Herky, show this man up to 505. Mm. Hey, come here, Herky. Maybe you'll get a better tip than usual from this guy. Oh, it couldn't be any worse. There ain't nothing less than nothing. <laughs> Hello, this is the desk. Hello, fellow. Will you make room service? Room service? You mean room service? No, I want room service. I got a horse in my room. <laughs> I should have used broom. The, uh... Say, I guess I'm just no good as a chambermaid. No? No, I tried to make up a couple of beds in 404, but I can't smooth out the lumps. No, why not? Well, I don't know. You think I should have waited till the guests got up? <laughs> Boy, what a chambermaid. <laughs> oh, and in one of the rooms, I saw the cutest little things crawling all over the bed. You did? <laughs> You little things. Hey, Herky, get the exterminator. Exterminator, nothing. It's a summer road company of midgets. Oh. Midgets, I think I'll go up and get a load of them. Just a minute, just a minute. Well, Tommy Mac. Tommy Mac, Esquire, if you please. Esquire? Where did you get the Esquire? I stole it off the newsstand. <laughs> Say, what are you doing up here? What am I doing? Why, I'm your counsel at war. You a lawyer? Go on, you were never admitted to the bar. Oh, no, check up with the bartender. 
Now, let's get down to where it's text. This will is now in effect and affects the effects of your office effect. It says, be sound of mind, sound of body, sound of limb, sound of wind. Say, hey, wait a minute. What is this? A case of sound effects? <laughs> yes, and I wish you wouldn't please get me all mixed up, because I don't know what I'm talking about. It is. <laughs> Wouldn't you wouldn't please get me old? What do you do? Pick your English up off a Ouija board? <laughs> now, be serious. Will you read it? says, I, O, 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 Wiley, who give, will bequeath bestow to it, whereas in ad-lib all my worldly goods, property, estates, belongings, details, and stuff in which itself might be a nephew. Look how he spells nephew. P-H-O-O-E-Y. <laughs> Uh, he didn't say that. What are you doing? Accusing me of poisoning or something? Do I look like a shite lawyer? It's in plain English right here. Here's what it says. If so facto, non compass yes. mentioned, I kick it, I tag it, a green and yellow vest. Oh, don't get it, Danny. Don't get excited. I'm excited. Now, let me see. You got me your. Oh, where was it? Oh, yes. To my nephew, Richard Skelton, to beg, borrow, steal, destroy, for better or worse, richer or poorer, sicker or better, corpus or delectite, terror or foima, vice or vices, sick, chapper, tyrannies, and incurious unum. Who for it? Said a mouthful. Give me a glass of water. <laughs> now, is that perfectly clear? No. Good. Then I'll be a successful lawyer. <laughs> well, I got a lot of work to do. You know, your uncle left about a thousand clocks, and I got to go and wind up the estate. <laughs> <laughs> what a lawyer that guy is. Uh, pardon me. Well, I have a key to 505. Yeah. I can't give you the key to that room. There's a big executive up there celebrating. <laughs> oh, that's me. Nope. I just fell out of the window. <laughs> Well, a fellow in the dining room has granulated eyelids. Granulated eyelids? Is that serious? Not very. A guy tried to flirt with me, and I found him with a sugar bowl. Oh, well, what were you doing in the dining room, anyhow? I'm waiting on Sable. Yeah. <laughs> you mean waiting on Sable? I said Sable. They eat like horses. Well, yeah. go back in there and pitch. <laughs> well, now, let's see. What was I... Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, Mr. Skelton. Hey, is that you on the phone, Hercky? Well, I ain't Alexander Graham Amici. <laughs> hey, what are you doing up in room 328? Well, the man in this room just cut his arm. What do I do? Call up the Chicago Cubs and see if there's a picture missing. <laughs> hey, it looks like Dizzy's pitching a doubleheader in this trip, huh? <laughs> What are you doing in the back of that desk? Me? I'm Red Skelton. This is a hotel. That's me for my uncle, O.O. O'Reilly. Where are you? I am O.O. O'Reilly. I'm pleased to meet you. Huh? Oh, no. No, you think? Why, you're down... You're, you're dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. Well, can you prove it? I mean, uh, mm. What's the trouble here? What's the trouble? Now, what's going on? What's the point? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mr. O'Reilly. You see, Mr. Wiley, see how quick I executed the will? You're not dead. Now, look, Tommy, what's the idea of bringing me up here and telling me I got a hotel and the guy's still alive? Well, I'm so sorry. See, you shouldn't get excited about this, because I know I got you in this mess, and I'm going to keep you in it. Yeah. <laughs> look, my uncle's still alive. What are we going to do? Don't stand there like a dope. Suggest something. It's a marvelous night for a murder. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
Here for this temporary next cadaver. He's asked the murder again. Stanton, I kicked out of my will without a cent. Could have cut me out of the will without a cent. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> now listen, I got this hotel and I'm going to sleep with you. Why, you, I, I have to learn. See, I'll sue you in court. That's what I'll do. Oh, I'll be there. And if I lose there, I'll sue you in Supreme Court. Yeah, well, I'll be there. And if I lose this hotel, I'll see you in Hades. Yeah, I'll be... My lawyer will be there. <laughs> And now, a song symbolic of the Western Plains, sung for you by a boy raised on the Western Plains. Kurt Massey and the Avalon Chorus singing My Little Buckaroo. Close your sleepy eyes, my little buckaroo. While the light of western skies is shining down on you. Don't you know it's time for bed? Another day is through. So go to sleep, my little buckaroo. McTavish is a mighty shrewd buyer. And the first time he tried Avalon cigarettes, he said, Hootman, what a bargain. <laughs> and he meant never in all his experience that he found such a big cigarette value. And you'll say the very same thing the first time you try Avalon. Avalon's are quality cigarettes. Yes, highest quality, and still they cost three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. Three to five cents less 
for cigarettes that are unsurpassed. Unsurpassed in fine quality Turkish and domestic tobaccos and unsurpassed in real smoking enjoyment. Friends, don't miss out on union-made Avalon's, the outstanding cigarette value on the market. Why not try a pack tonight? Yes, Fred, that finishes it. But listen, what's going to happen if you lose your summer hotel? Where will you live? That's easy. He'll just go back to his padded cell. (laughs) Well, it was good enough for Father. It's good enough for me. Good night, folks. I'll see you next week. Remember, friends, during the week when you ask for Avalon... Don't you get your change. So why not always travel on with Avalon? Yes, you'd never guess, but Avalon's cost only ten cents plus city or state tax. next Saturday evening at the same time when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation will again present Avalon Time. Del Team speaking. Good night. Avalon Time has reached you from our Chicago studios and this is the National Broadcasting Company. Watch time.